If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a very good Erev Shabbos to all of you. It's very special to be with you. At this particular time, it's just under a week since our entire world turned upside down. And we still haven't caught our breath. We grieve with those who are sitting shiva, having lost loved ones, and we cry for those who are waiting for news of their loved ones who are being held hostage. We pray for members of Tzahal who are standing on the front lines. And we hope and pray that each and every individual in every single situation in the Holy Land is protected. And Hashem, God Almighty, should bestow His everlasting loving kindness upon them. It's been a very, very difficult time. And while there are so many who have so many, well, different points of view and ideas and attitudes, I think now more than ever, we have to turn to the Torah, the Word of God, to find some inspiration, direction, words of meaning to uplift us, to give us a sense of direction at this particular time. And it's a very special Shabbos. It's Shabbos Bereshis, when we start reading the Torah from the beginning all over again. And it's not all over again as if we're going to repeat something that we've done for thousands of years. We start anew as if it's the very first time that we're going to read the Torah. And it begins with the incredible, incredible, miraculous story of creation, of how God brought this world into being. And there's a very special dimension to all of that. God brought this incredible world into being. It didn't just happen. It just didn't come about as a result of a bunch of molecules coming together and ultimately becoming this world. God created this world, a divine plan, a divine purpose. Each and every single aspect of this world is God's divine plan. And as such, whatever happens in this world is part of God's plan. And therefore contained within the Torah, somewhere, sometimes clearly, sometimes hidden, but contained within the Torah, are directives, ideas, attitudes that give us meaning, that give us insight, that give us purpose into every single area of life. And therefore, when we come to challenging times, times that, well, at first glance overwhelm us to the point that we can't understand what in fact is taking place, within the words of Torah, applied correctly, we find meaning, inspiration, and guidance. And of course, it's the Parsha of the week that gives us this timely direction. The very first thing, 
there is a divine plan. There's no accident. Things just don't happen because they happen. They happen because there is a purpose. And we are very much part of that purpose. And what we do and how we behave and how we respond to every single situation is of great meaning. What we do is incredibly important. Every single action, every word, every thought, every time we say a chapter of Tehillim, every time we drop a coin into a charity box, every time we do an act of goodness and kindness, it has a powerful effect throughout all of creation. It rings in the highest levels of heaven. And Hashem responds. Sometimes we see it immediately. Sometimes we see it, well, in the long term. But every single thing that we do has purpose and meaning and has a powerful impact upon this incredible creation that God brought into being. And it's also Shabbos Mavarchim. We bless the new month of Cheshvan. And Cheshvan is a very interesting and powerful month. On the one hand, it's a complicated month. It's a month that, well, some might say is not so happy. It's full of difficulty. But at the same time, there is a dimension of tremendous joy. It's a time when the rains come. Rains bring blessing. Rains bring the opportunity of growth, of development. Rains are a symbol of that which brings prosperity. This is an important lesson. How do we perceive things? How do we look at things? How do we understand things? How do we approach life? Yes, it's very easy and very tempting to take a negative look at life. Because all we have to do is sit back and do nothing and let events and situations overwhelm us. But to take a positive stance takes courage, takes strength, and takes wisdom. That's what the month of Cheshvan is all about. More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. In this Pasha, there is so much story of creation. Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, development of the various generations, major stories, seeming minor stories. It's a Parsha that covers, well, well over thousands of years, an incredible Parsha. But I'm going to take two points, and I think these two points will illustrate what I'm trying to say about allowing positivity to become the dynamic element in life, the guiding element in life, the dominant element in life. Of course, the story of Adam and Eve. God creates Adam and Eve, the perfect people. 
He puts them into Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden, the perfect world. A world that's beautiful materially, spiritually. It has everything you could possibly want. And God says, it's yours. All you have to do is work it properly, protect it, enjoy it. Now, these aren't ordinary human beings. These are creatures directly created by God, imbued with tremendous, tremendous spiritual ability and greatness, intellect, emotion. And they were charged as the first humans upon God's earth with the incredible merit responsibility and duty to watch over and to develop the Garden of Eden. And we know the sad story. They were told you can enjoy all the fruit within the Garden of Eden except the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that's precisely where they failed. And they were ashamed so they hid themselves. And God came looking for them. And he calls out to them. And he says, Ayeko, where are you? And the commentaries explain what God doesn't know where they are. God knows everything. God is all-knowing. Rashi says he wanted to, well, make an overture to enable them to feel comfortable in responding to him. Various other commentaries explain. But the word ayeko, what are you, is a powerful question. God doesn't rebuke them initially. God doesn't come shouting and screaming, what have you done? I told you. You can have whatever fruit you want, but not from the fruit of the tree of knowledge. And that's precisely where you went wrong. God doesn't condemn them initially. God doesn't punish them initially. God comes to talk to them. And what's the first thing he says to them? Ayeko, where are you? And that's a powerful, powerful question. Because in every single situation where we look and ourselves and the world that we're in. And things aren't perfect. And things aren't as they should be. As a result of our own doing, as a result of circumstances beyond our control. I think what the Parsha is telling us over here, and this incredible story, is very often the first thing we have to do is ask ourselves, that divine question, where are you? Where are you? Where do you stand in relationship to life, to the abilities that you have, to the gifts that you were given, to the opportunities that you were shown, to the environment in which you live? Where are you? Have you lived up to those gifts that you were given. Now is a time that each and every one of us, in one way or another, has to ask themselves that question. Ayeko. 
the world has to ask themselves that question. Where are you? And not only right this moment, when you see the horrific images that have been shown to us, but a week ago and two weeks ago and three weeks ago, where are you? How do you really behave when it comes to the great ethical, moral questions of life and leadership? How does it come to the really important questions of truth and decency? And as we look around the world very often, the answers that we would get are not, well, the best answers. Ayeko, where are you? And while, of course, the world has much to answer, we ourselves have to ask that question as well. Ayeko, where are you? That's one question. Later on in the Parsha, we read another story. Story of violence. Puzzling story. The two sons of Adam and Eve, of Adam and Chava, Cain and Hevel, Cain and Abel. They both bring gifts to God as an offering, as a sacrifice. Cain is jealous of the fact that God accepts the offering of Hevel, of And Cain kills his brother. And God comes along and asks Cain, where is your brother? And what does Cain answer? Cain answers with the famous words, Hashomer Achi Anochi, am I my brother's keeper? Am I duty bound to Look after my brother. I have no idea where he is. And God looks at Cain and says, The blood of your brother is screaming out to me from the ground. A very simple but incredibly powerful exchange between God and Cain. God again comes along to Cain and doesn't condemn him initially. He asks him a simple probing question, where is your brother? And Cain could have, as our commentaries point out, answered with remorse. In a moment of anger, in a moment of jealousy, in a moment of whatever it was. I did what I shouldn't have done. I killed him. But no. What does he say? Am I my brother's keeper? Do I have any responsibility to look after my brother? Do I have any, any sense of duty to look after my kin? What does God say? The blood of your brother calls out to me, screams out to me from the ground. Oh, yes, you do. 
Oh, yes, you are responsible to look out for your brother and to look after your brother. And if you don't, and if you don't, don't think, don't think it will be lost and forgotten. His blood will call out to me. And I will have to, I will have to execute justice. Two stories. One with Adam and Eve. What does God say? Ayeka, where are you? Where do you stand? In a quiet moment, where do you stand? Not when everybody's around, and not when you want to be part of a greater group, and not when you want to be liked or loved. But where do you stand as an individual in a quiet moment? And the second question is, where is your brother? And what is your answer? These two, well, seeming simple questions can answer almost every single question in life. How fortuitous that it's this Parsha that we read this Shabbos. The whole world has to be asked a yekko. And all of us have to, in a sense, ask ourselves, where is your brother? And am I duty-bound to look after my brother? I can say with, with pride that our people Look after their brothers. The images that we see now is how everyone rose in support, in love, in caring, in sharing, in reaching out. The pictures that are coming across now, a nation united in love, in brotherhood, in true unity. Yes, yes. Because our answer is, I am my brother's keeper, and I care. And his blood, his blood on the ground, is my blood. It's a powerful Pasha. It's a story that has to be read again and again and again. We have to hear those questions. It's not some sort of, well, lovely tale that we talk about, Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden, and the story of the serpent and the fruit and the this and that. No. This is a story that we all have to relate to because the question is directed toward us. And Cain and Abel, well, it's a story that's, it's our story. And what's our answer? More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. And we're back talking about the whole idea of understanding the purpose in life by asking ourselves, well, simple but probing and deep questions. Ayeka, where are you? Are you your brother's keeper, etc., etc.? 
But listen to this for a moment. In your shopping, is your shopping list longer and your time shorter? This Chem Delivered has you covered from healthcare essentials to baby food, beauty, and toiletries. Whatever you need, this Chem Delivered has you covered. Download the easy to use Diskim app and shop over 10,000 products at in-store prices that'll be delivered to you within 60 minutes. Now you can relax while Diskim delivers your essentials to you. It's that simple. Diskim delivered from Diskim to you. Diskim Pharmacies. Better health starts here. So we're talking about how important this Parsha is and how important the Shabbos is when we start reading the Torah again. And it's also a Shabbos Mevorchim that we bless the new month of Cheshvan. The month, as I said earlier on, has, well, a double edge. On the one hand, it is a Mar Cheshvan. Some refer to it as the bitter month of Cheshvan, the month when the Great Deluge, the Great Flood started. We'll talk about that next week. Others say it's a month of blessing when rain starts, rain of blessing. And Rosh Chodesh, of course, is Sunday and Monday. But what is the month of Cheshvan really all about? That, too, would take a long time to explain. But one point, our Kabbalists tell us, each month has its own particular ut, its own particular letter. And the Hebrew letter connected to the month of Cheshvan is the letter Nun. And Nun is, again, one of these interesting letters. On the one hand, Nun is, well, not the best letter, our sages tell us, our Kabbalists tell us. And this is why, when King David was writing the Psalms, when it came to Ashrei, which contains the entire alphabet, or I should rather say almost the entire alphabet. He omitted the letter Nun because Nun, the letter Nun, stands for the word Nofel, one who falls, one who stumbles. And because he didn't want to include that idea within the Ashrei, which speaks about hope and greatness and blessing, he omitted the letter Nun. On the other hand, of course, Nun stands for the word Nisim. It stands for miracles. Our sages explain that there's a difference between the crooked Nun and the long Nun. We won't get into that right now. But Nun can be one of two things. It can represent something which is not so pleasant, but at the same time it can represent miracles. Cheshvan is a month of potential miracles. And miracles is that great gift from God that overturns the natural order in the system. And this is what we need now more than ever. Revealed demonstrations from God himself that show us who we are, that will show the world who we are, in a positive and blessed and majestic way. We need nisim beniflaot, miracles and wonders. Yes, we've been blessed with those things so many times in the past in our beloved Holy Land. When we had to deal with, well, formidable odds. And once again, this has become the challenge of the day. 
and we appeal to Hashem, give us the nun of the miracle. So as we bless the new month of Cheshvon and Shul tomorrow, each and every one of us should concentrate of the letter nun that stands for Nisim, miracles. To ask Hashem to give us the miracles that we need. The release of all the hostages in good and safe, safe manner. The safe return of all the hostages to their families, to their loved ones. The safety of each and every member of Tzahal, of the IDF. A removal of all the negativity true peace in the fullest sense of the word peace of mind true unity the love that exists now should prevail throughout and become the ongoing and constant reality the miracle of Mashiach the ultimate redeemer the ultimate blessing our sages tell us that Solomon King Solomon's temple was concluded in the month of Cheshvan. It was only celebrated in the month of Nisan, months later. But our sages tell us that the third temple will in fact be celebrated in the month of Cheshvan. The month of Cheshvan has tremendous opportunity for miracles and blessings. And there's something interesting about miracles and blessings. Our actions our actions can bring them about. As I said earlier, what can each and every one of us do here and now? Yes, of course, our feelings are connected with whatever is going on. But as human beings, we're far more than feelings. We need action. We have to do something. We have to do something positive. What we have to do is, well, in terms of prayer, say an extra chapter of the Hillam of Psalms a bit more in terms of the study of Torah acts of goodness and kindness tzedakah charity there are so many things we can and should be doing in greater measure a little bit more here a little bit more there to attend shul to reach out to someone else to try to try a little bit more a little bit more here and there. So when you're in shul tomorrow, and you hear this incredible parsha of Bereshit being read, story after story, person after person, an entire book, well, book, books could be written about each and every one. Listen carefully. Listen carefully to the part of the parsha that speaks to you. There'll be a lot of parts of this parsha that'll speak to you, but listen carefully. When you bless the new month, think of the nun of Nisim, of miracles, and pray for miracle upon miracle upon miracle, because that's what we need. We need it in full measure. So all together, united as a people, in every sense of the word, whatever differences people might have, by all means, but united as a people, to reach out to Hashem, to God, and ask for his blessing in the fullest sense of the word. Blessing of peace, blessing of healing, 
Blessing of love. Good Shabbos.